so something's good, something good is happening. I want to lift up tonight uh, for your hearing Joshua, the sixth chapter, and I'll be reading uh, verses 6 through 18, and uh, I'll be reading from the Common English Version, that's the version uh, we use at the church where I serve as pastor. They say, so Joshua, Nun's son, called a priest. He said to them, lift up the covenant chest. Let seven priests carry seven trumpets made from the ram's horn in front of the Lord's chest. He said to the people, go forward, circle the city. Let the armed soldiers go in front of the Lord's chest. As soon as Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying seven ram's horn trumpet moved forward in front of the Lord. They blew the trumpets. The Lord's chest followed. The initial group of soldiers was going in front of the priests who were blowing the trumpets. The rear guard was coming behind the chest with trumpets blowing continuously. Joshua ordered the people, don't shout, don't let your voice be heard. Don't let a word come up out of your mouth until the day I tell you. Shout, then shout. He made the Lord's chest circle the city, going around one time. They went back to camp and stayed there overnight. Joshua got up early in the morning. The priests lifted the Lord's chest. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets made the ram's horn were going in front of the Lord's chest, blowing continuously. The armed soldiers were going in front of them. The rear guard was coming after the Lord's chest, blowing trumpets continually. They circled the city one time on the second day. Then they went back to camp. They did this for six days. On the seventh day, they got up at dawn. They circled the city this way seven times. It was only on that day they circled the city seven times. The seventh time, the priests blew the trumpets. Then Joshua said to the people, Shout, because the Lord has given you the city. Here endeth the reading of God's holy word. May the word of the Lord be blessed. And I'd like to tag that text. Time for some walls to come tumbling down. Time for some walls to come tumbling down. Let us pray. Search me, O God. You know everything destructive in me. And so I ask you now to suppress or remove anything that might be destructive in my proclaiming your word. Give me that clarity of sight, of mind, and of speech so that this word might go forth with true meaning and make a difference in this city where we live. And I'll ask you, O oh Lord, one more time to give me the strength to preach this word. And because you've done it before, I know you can do it again. So I give you all honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Time for some walls to come tumbling down. You know, nationally, the talk is about building a wall. <laughs> However, when it comes to this metropolitan area that we live in, there are some walls, many that are not seen. And just because we don't see them, everybody knows they're there. Even those unseen walls, in my opinion, and others, 
Because those walls have kept so many who look like me from being what God wants them to be, those walls need to come tumbling down. Well, you know, the Bible is full of stories involving walls. Walls were part of cities when the Bible was written. Walls kept some people from coming out, and some people that kept them on the inside. Some people lived in houses built inside the wall. Others did business outside of the gates beside the wall. Jericho, they said, had a double wall, a thin wall on the outside and a thicker inner wall. And, but how many times are we don't pay attention to, to the role that the walls play in these stories? Uh, we know the stories, but we don't let the walls speak. And the story often tells how the, those in the margins are affected, the least and left out. And I'll just share my personal theology. I believe that that's where God is. And I know that makes no sense to many people because wrong, in my opinion, always seems to be on the throne. And if it is not, it's giving justice a run for its money. In fact, many see God as the God of the status quo. However, I see God as a God of change. And because so many refuse to see the poverty, the neglect, you know, I had to preach a word of encouragement not only to my congregation but to myself, that 37th Psalm on Sunday. For there are some good things that I want to see by, for myself and I want to at the same time look for certain evil folk and I can't find them. That's going to be a great day. In this text, the wall will come down. For the main characters in the text are people who have been oppressed. People that God doesn't want them to act like their oppressor just because they were oppressed at one time and now free. And because certain things in that city, ideologies in that city, practices in that city, if they are allowed to continue, God's people will not be able to become what God wants them to be. God wants those practices destroyed, so the walls must come tumbling down. But you know, you got the exact opposite in the book of Nehemiah. There is no wall. The people returning home have no real earthly power. Evil forces, sometimes even family members, they want to keep that place as a paid playground that it has been for so many years. You know, enterprises taking place that are not in the best interest of the community going on. Oh, I see that in many communities today. There are walls to protect the powerful. But when it comes to those in the margins, have you seen any walls to keep the illegal drugs out? Have you seen any walls to keep the guns out? Uh, no walls to keep those from coming in for pleasure or to rape the community of the resources that could build that community up. Could that be the reason so many of us never encounter or never see the need for other walls to come down? Another story talks about a city being under siege, mothers eating their children. That's the story in 2 Kings because no food can come in because the city is under siege and the walls. And then God acts, and I know the text says the, camp, the captain of the guard was trampled, but I have to believe that others were crushed in that rush, that rush to get the food that was on the other side of the wall. See, God, the word of God shows us the need for walls. 
The word of God shows us the problems associated with walls. And the word of God shows us that some walls need to come tumbling down. And just like in Jericho, Richmond, it's time for some walls to come down. As we enter our text, remember, in the previous chapter, and in fact in the Exodus journey, even though God has promised to give his people cities that they had not built, God had made it clear that certain things had to go. And I have to wonder this evening, sometimes I'm the only person that God told there are certain things going on in our city that we need to let go of. There are some walls that need to come down. And I hope this word gives inspiration to somebody to do something or maybe do a little bit more. But I'll share a few things, three points, and I'll let you go. As my pastor always said, he said, Pastor Edlow is a prime example. You don't have to be eternal to be divine. <laughs> but first, you know, we must listen to God. And in this case, God had been speaking since God met Moses in that bush that was burned and not consumed. And just as God has been speaking to our situation for a long time, in our case, things have been sort of tumbling piece by piece. But slavery was shut down. Then Jim Crow, but those invisible walls that are systemic, they refuse to come down. And if you preach justice like I do, I'm just a liberation preacher, you can identify the walls. And if you don't, here's my second point. God will identify the walls that need to come down. Let you help, help what I've seen. Jericho, like Richmond, was a place of commerce. We all know the businesswoman there, Rahab. I'm not saying the fine business people of this town are in the same business. It's just that when you have a business, you're protected. I know I've owned the business for myself. It's just that I was not like many. Protecting mine didn't mean that others had to go. Protecting mine didn't mean others couldn't enter into, com into commerce. You know, we might have an office of community wealth in Richmond, but that wall of wealth might let a few in, how many? Too many. There's nothing in store for them but overt poverty. That poverty wall builds another wall, the wall of substandard education. I was brought up in segregated Richmond with hand-me-down books, inferior facilities. I just thank God that as a community, we were able to pull things together, defeat the lie that we could not learn and produce some great people. Today, there are no walls to keep the negative influences up. The resources needed to make things better, funding for education, they are funding education in other places. Not only is the permanent underclass in Richmond growing, test scores continue to fall. Remember I told you the walls were invisible many times? An invisible wall had it so. I was over 50 years old before I even went to the campus of the University of Richmond. That's an invisible wall. Jericho was an old city, an established city, where things were going to always have to be done a certain way. Doesn't that sound familiar in here? <laughs> and even though God had made a highway on dry ground in the Red Sea, and that God's people were showing up, Jericho was not going to change. In Jericho, they worshiped the moon god. 
And God doesn't like idol worship, but ride a few miles to the west. And we got the idols of Confederate statues, idols enforced by a theology that has been taught for over 400 years, taught but never untaught. I hope somebody's feeling me this evening, realizing some walls need to come tumbling down. This is a place of prayer, a quiet place, so I know that you're listening to God. Not only listening, but I hope and pray that you're giving them prayers some feet. <laughs> listening for instruction for God, just like Joshua did. For in order for the walls to come down, you got to follow the process. And that's my final and my longest point. Process given by Almighty God. A few days ago, we honored the Richmond 34. They marched, and then they sat. Kept on marching, kept on sitting. And because they, I was in high school at the time, I marched also. And I know God was in it because as we met, we sung the slave songs, the slave songs of freedom, songs that have been passed down from generation to generation. And it appeared that in the planning to end segregation at the lunch counter, somebody was reading about Joshua, not only at the lunch counter, but at the movie houses. For in verse 6, Joshua says, lift up the covenant chest, the chest where God resides, and let the seven priests uh, carry trumpets made from ram's horns in front of it. And as men and women of God, we've got to be out front. Out front when the walls need to come tumbling down. And then they started circling the wall. Notice they didn't delay. They started circling the wall right away. See, when the walls need to come tumbling down, I've heard it too many times in this city, we got to wait. Now's not the time. Well, if not now, when? They not only circled, they blew the trumpet. See, we got to let those who want to keep those walls up and those just sitting on the sideline. We are here, here on the command of Almighty God that the walls have to come down. Well, I know back in the 60s, somebody was reading Joshua for we sung at 5th Street Baptist in 3rd Bethel AME Church. But as we approached the walls, we were told, just like Joshua said, don't shout. Don't let your voice be heard. Don't let a word come out of your mouth until the day I tell you to shout and then shout. And I'm going to say like I say when I preach every Sunday, somebody needs to shout because some walls have already come down and somebody needs to shout because some walls are going to fall. The text said they circled one time, went back and stayed there overnight. They did this because it was part of the process that God had given them. And when God tells you to do things God's way, do it God's way, not your way. The text said they circled that city one time on the second. They went back to camp. They did it for six days. And even though nothing happened, they did not give up. That's something I tell people all the time. If God is in the mix, don't give up. If God is in the mix and want the walls to come tumbling down, the walls are going to come tumbling down. But I'm still trying to figure out one thing. They had received the Ten Commandments. The command to work six days, but on the seventh day to rest. Now, I don't know whether the first day was the Sabbath, 
maybe day two or day six or one of the days in between. Could have been that the seventh day was the Sabbath. However, in this case, the law didn't matter. In this case, tradition didn't matter. The only thing that mattered was God had told them to march. And if you love God, if you truly serve God, traditions, denominations, and theology mean nothing. The only thing that matters is what God said. I wish I could get an amen in here today. So on the seventh day, they got up at dawn and circled the city seven times. Then Joshua said, shout, because the Lord has given you the victory. March as long as God says march. Be silent as long as God says be silent. And then shout when God says shout and watch the walls come tumbling down. But God came to earth to get rid of that wall that separated man from God. But Jesus died that curtain in the temple. The wall that separated the Holy of Holies from the rest of the temple was torn. That wall that separated man from God was tumbling down. And I'm glad to say on that first resurrection Sunday morning when God got Jesus up, the doors of heaven opened wide. The walls came tumbling down. And if Jesus did that for you and for me, the least we can do is listen to God. Let God identify what walls need to come down. Make sure we follow the process. March because God needs some soldiers. Shout to declare the victory so that some walls that have stood too long, some walls that need to fall, those walls will come coming down. So that this place I love, this place where I've lived so long, will be a much better place. A much better place for all of God's people. Amen. Amen.